What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win. You die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another pod of thrones. I am your king in the West, King Dino Red, and I have back, back by popular demand. Yes. Lord Latone Hart himself. Lord, Lord Latone, <laughs> that's right. Trying to usurp the Iron Throne. I'm back in this. I'm back. You know, I was bending the knee last week. You know, I couldn't get up. But I'm back. <laughs> yeah, well, we missed you, brother. Glad to have you back. Yeah. Well, shout out to to Sir Lamont. That's right, Sir Lamont he held it held it down for me. A.K. A. Braun. While I went to uh, Essos. I was over there in Slaver's Bay. Over oh, there across the narrow sea. Yeah, I was trying to go to Marth and see if I could check out a couple of them chicks with the one titty out, but then, you know, I couldn't find any. They done changed the laws over there, so, you know, right. it's a different. Right, right. It's feeding in public out there anymore, so, you know, it's not the same. No, it ain't the same. But, yes, I, I caught a dragon all the way back, and we are ready to do it. In Westeros, what are we in? Season seven? Yes. Episode five? Yes. East Watch. East Watch. East Watch. And shout out to East Watch. For the first time in the opening credits, we see something other than Castle Black. We saw, saw East Watch. Yes. I noticed that because like, we've just been in the same locations this year. We have. King's Landing, Winterfell, Dragonstone. Yep. This was the first time we had a new location. Exactly, man. We updating our passports now <laughs> you're ready to check out Eastwatch but it starts off in the Blackwater Rush and Bronn establishes the Westerosi Kings I mean the Coast Guard because he's swimming and pulling Jamie out the water and in armor and everything and shout out to Bronn for doing the, the Coast Guard and him and Jamie obviously went what maybe half a mile down the river yeah I guess so they well, definitely went some distance they were in the Blackwater Rush, which is the river that flows out of the Blackwater. Okay. So that's why they were a little down the ways from where Danny was firing up the grill. <laughs> Barbecue SO style bitches. Now, my man Jamie is a little crushed by the defeat. I mean, he's like, shit, that was one dragon. She got two more of them jumps. No, it was two dragons. She brought two of them. On- no, she only brought one. That was only Dragon. You sure about that? I'm sure. She only brought Dragon. 
Okay, I could have swore it was two dragons. Okay, but that that would she make was, more sense to have one. She was only riding one. Yeah, but I thought at times there was. I thought I saw another one that didn't have her on there, but I could be wrong. Nah, they just the special effects budget ain't that high. I mean, they already spent <laughs> a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she only brought one. Okay. Because that's Jamie even said it. He said that was only one of those things. She's got two more. Yeah. So okay. Basically, he's like, man, damn, she bought the she brought the F sixteen, but shit, she got tanks and submarines. Too. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And of course, my man Bron is like, "Look, we, uh, our 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 relationship starts stops at dragons. I ain't I ain't fighting this no more. Right? Like, if it's just people on horses, I'll fight. But dragons, I'm done with dragons. Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I, I did not sign up for this. This is not this is not part of my contract. This is not my deal. Exactly. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to renegotiate. <laughs> you yeah, still Ron owe me a castle. Night watch, because he see like the the White Walkers. He's like, nah, I ain't doing this. Yeah, I'm out. Y'all didn't tell me about this shit before I pledged the oath. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell me about the ice zombies. Mm-mm, yeah, y'all left that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that, we head to the Reach, where Daenerys is giving her hearts and minds Trump campaign speech. I know Cersei told you this, and I know Hillary told you this, and the emails in the server, and blah blah blah. <laughs> and basically, bend a knee or die. Or die. Like, damn, there's no black or no no gray area here. It's bend the knee or die. That's right. And, and many refuse. I was surprised because you know Dragon sitting up there on the hill, looking like Sean Connery is going to start talking. <laughs> Is this Aragon? What is going on? <laughs> well, many refused initially. <laughs> exactly. After and she, I get it because I mean, basically, Daenerys is like a presidential candidate that's trying to win Michigan after she nuked Detroit. That's not really going to work. <laughs> a lot of them are like, nah, I, don't really, I don't really, you know, you blew up GM. I don't know if I really want to mess with you. And she notices that Randall Tarley is totally anti-immigration he's like you brought mexicans here you know uh <laughs> i like cersei because she grew up on the same side of town as i grew up in and i don't like you Tyrion, because you killed your daddy right and so he refuses to bend the knee and i understand that he's an old dude he's an old soldier you know no easy decisions in war he says and he's like i'm not i'm not bending the knee and Tyrion even hits him with well you know Cersei just became your queen, so homie, you're kind of flexible, right? You know, Elena was your queen a while ago. Like, you know, you can switch teams whenever you want. You know, you can be bisexual if you like. Go either way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's not with it. And okay, I respect that. He's an old guy. He's been through, you know, Robert's Rebellion and all that stuff. So hey, he's 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 not ready. You know, when you get older, you get obstinate. You're not gonna change your mind. Like, you know, you're just not. Yeah. But but his son Dickon <laughs> is, is like, oh, I'm, if you kill him, you're gonna kill me too. And even his dad is like, no, man, you gotta, no, like you 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 young man. There's bitches out here. You can ho- you can holler at in the reach, and you can go to Dorn and meet hoes down there. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he even looked at it. He saw the way his dad's like, no, yeah. But you know, he he's, I guess he's like, look, I'm gonna go down with my pops, right. And I realized during this next scene that every time I bust a nut, I'm shouting Dracarys. (laughs) 
because Randall and Dickon got the full Dracaris blast. Yeah, they did. Man, the Tarleys were burnt alive. And Tyrion's thinking, hey, this might be the end of the Tarleys, but it's not. We'll talk about that later. After they get burnt up, the Lannister soldiers drop down faster than Amber Rose at the Source Awards. I mean, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like Ice Cube said a long time ago, yo, turn him over with a spatula. We got <laughs> Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Dragon was rapping. He had that in his iPod. <laughs> like, I was just playing. <laughs> My bad. You thought I was serious when I wasn't going to bend? No, I'm, I'm a bend. Look. I bend both knees. <laughs> she was like, I'm not cutting nobody's heads off. And you know what I thought? I thought Dragon was going to get a snack. I like, he hadn't eaten in a while. Plus, he was injured. I thought so, I thought too. I going to feed him to the dragon. Me, too. Maybe he eats them after he burns them up. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I like my hot dogs black, too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But he, he kind of overkilled with the fire on them, man. He, he gave them a long blast. Yeah. <laughs> No, for real. Watch it again. He gave them a long. I was like, "Whoa, come on, man! You could have hit them with a quick blast." That was that was what do you call it for dramatic effect? You know, he wanted everybody to get the full effect to see. Like that's not where you want to go. Well, yeah. I mean, and brilliant by Daenerys. I mean, she said you got to rule from a position of strength. I mean, if to see two people just get burnt viciously like that, that's gonna make a lot of people say, "Man, I'm just gonna. I'm not." Let me join the winning team. And it worked. <laughs> right. It worked. Yeah. Machiavelli said that a long time ago. You can you can rule by fear, but love, you'll never rule through love. It's always got to be through fear. We head to Dragonstone next. Daenerys is riding Dragon home, and Dragon doesn't seem to be affected by a shoulder injury. I mean, he's flying pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that was just like a little flesh wound. Yeah. And I always wonder how Danny sits on him. She doesn't have a saddle or anything. Bareback. Seems like he... Yeah, <laughs> like you know, she doesn't have any reins or anything. I always wonder how she stays on, but she does a good job. She has some strong hands. She can jack me off because I mean, <laughs> she holding on to them dragon spikes like that. No, I'm good. <laughs> but John, the king of the north, finally meets Drogon face to face, and. I mean, the dragon sniff says it all. I mean, he just kind of sniffs him like a Rottweiler, and he's kind of cool with him. It's like, you smell like Targaryen. I want to give props to the Game of Thrones special effects staff. Mm-hmm. You might as well go ahead and get him the Golden Globe, the Emmy, whatever it is, because that dragon looked like a real dragon would look. He looked kind of reptilian, yep. eyes and teeth and everything like that. Yep. So definitely want to give them props for that crazy but Danny props. is acting what were we gonna say i just said crazy props yeah yeah they get props for that now daenerys is acting like a single mother of three who's looking for a good man because when john touches the dragon she's like you know dragon's looking like why is my neck wet it ain't raining <laughs> he, he, he kind of had like what ain't no rain all of a sudden what the hell what's going on because she looked definitely impressed that he's touching the dragon she never saw Tyrion touch the dragons, though, huh? No, she didn't see that because he did that while she was away. Yeah, so he might have he might have got him some. It's been a while. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a while since Shay, man. It's been a while since Shay. <laughs> it's and been then, a while for all of them, though. Really? Well, yeah, John. He, he John had ain't had nobody since Egret, and uh, and uh, it's been a while since Dario. 
for for Danny. So I think Danny's gotten some the most recently. Okay, yeah, I, Dar- I, I, I you know, yeah, he was, yeah. He was Dario's knocking it down. I think he knocked it down one last time before they left left Slavers Bay, Young Kai or wherever they were. That's yeah, that's true. That's most recent, but that's still a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't think John John ain't knocked enough down to really have no game. Yeah, he just got lucky in a cave one time. Yeah, John is practically a virgin still. <laughs> John, John's yeah, John don't John don't know what to do with that. John be looking at her like, okay. And she'd be looking like, look, I don't have Drago dick. I don't have Dario dick. I'm ready for some snow dick. And she just doesn't have, he don't have no type of like, okay. And you remember what, you remember when Melisandre was throwing it at him and he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't catch it. She was throwing it. He was running. She was throwing at him. He was ducking and dodging and like, man, you better catch that. Yeah. yeah, John's kind of a lame man. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's why uh, that Sir Alistair Thorne didn't like him. He's like this dude's a lame man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of a sudden, the Dothraki walk up and tell Daenerys that Sir Friendzone Mormont has returned, <laughs> and he's over there singing "Peaches and Herbs." He's reunited, and, and it, it feels so good. good. <laughs> and she's like, "Did you heal yourself?" And he was like, "Bitch, yes, I got that shea butter, and I'm back." <laughs> Just like you told Danny. me to. Just like you yeah. told me to. I felt good for Danny because she really doesn't have a lot of family, and Jorah's kind of like the last member of her family really around. Yeah, yeah. He goes back with her the furthest of of everyone who's yeah. with her now. You know, yeah, she, he ever goes, since like Viserys got killed, like he's been like really like her family family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she, she definitely loves him. He'll she'll never love him the way that he loves her, but she yeah. does love him, and it was very obvious that she loved him. I mean, she was smile. She does not smile a lot, and she was smiling, could not smile, could not stop smiling. Yeah, she was happy. I mean, oh yeah, she Jorah's was happy. With her. But I mean, he's Jorah's thinking like a dirty old man. He's like sixty, and she's like twenty. You know, he want to burn it up, but it's not going to happen. No. And the funny part was Jorah saw King Cock block Jon Snow, <laughs> and he was like, "Damn, I can't ever win." <laughs> it's like every time I come around here, there's some younger dude that I know <laughs> she's about to give it up to. He, he, he had that look in his eye, like, man. Now I gotta deal with. It. I don't. I don't went to the citadel. I don't got this cure. I don't crossed the narrow sea, and I still can't win. You can't win, child. Yes. <laughs> then we head to Winterfell, and I see the heart tree, and I'm thinking, oh shit, mm-hmm. it's the brand nine thousand. He must be doing something. Yeah. And all, and all of a sudden, I see Heckle and Jekyll. <laughs> and a whole lot more. Yeah, Heckle, Jekyll, and the Raven, and, and all of them, and all those birds from the Wiz with Michael Jackson. Yeah, they, can't win. they were all <laughs> they were all there. Yeah, and Bran was using them to spy on the White Walkers like COINTELPRO. Pro. I mean, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what I was thinking? Remember, there was a scene like in season four where Sam killed the White Walker, and all those ravens flew past him. Yes. Was that what the Three Eye Raven was doing back then? Was looking at him too? Is that there? Is that his spy team? Like a bunch of ravens just fly over shit and look at it? I think so. I, they've I've, we've seen like a flock of ra- ravens on more than one occasion, and I think that's what's going on. Yeah, and they go to East Watch and they see the army of the dead moving down. 
And the Night King looks at the Ravens like he's Tom Brady on third down, and they scatter. <laughs> let it go. First down. I wonder why they – could he see them? I don't – can the Night King tell that that's Bran or what? There's, I don't know. There's a lot they need to explain about the Night King. Like He's such a mystery. There's a lot they need to explain about a lot of things, actually. They, they, they're very vague about how a lot of the shit works and the rules, and especially anything magical. Anything magical has a lot of ambiguity rap you know that's is just not clear at all yeah but i need a backstory i need like i need some conversation or something i need him to say something i need to know his motive his issue i need to know something hopefully you know we probably won't get it this season hopefully next season i get like the night king episode where he's pissed off you know eating a popsicle or some shit like i need something (laughs) but after brand sees that he decides to send a group Raven text. He's like all of the seven kingdoms. Yep. He's like send the group email out immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he sends it out. So of course we go to see your favorite people, the Maesters, who get the email. <laughs> they these dudes are just these dudes just don't. These are the they're the most cynical people. They're like yeah. The Maesters are like those 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 two old men Muppets that sit up in the balcony. <laughs> those, those are my favorite guys right yeah, that's, they are. that's who the maesters are <laughs> all a cripple sees through a three-eyed crow and yeah when winter comes everybody sees shit and remember when they thought the drowned god was going to come up and kill Aegon the conqueror <laughs> they're just sitting there talking to like oh yeah that maester he's a little crazy maybe maybe being around northern people has made him crazy like they're not really even reading it no they just like they just they're, cracking jokes they are definitely the liberal elites <laughs> they are definitely like, mm, you know we don't believe trump's got enough votes to win no, whatever whatever they don't they don't believe anything and Sam's trying to tell him, hey, I saw him beyond the wall, and he survived by himself. Right. And they're like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Sam. Okay, back to this. Back uh, to apparently, this. they're like, apparently, we we have we won't give you enough work because you always got shit to say. eavesdropping on, on grown folks. You ear hustling on grown maesters' conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little baby maester in training. <laughs> Go go Xerox another book of ours. <laughs> right. Go clean some more bedpans. <laughs> and unfortunately, they never tell Sam that his father and his brother were roasted alive. Yeah, because not that Sam would have cared away. anyway. Yeah, and I guess it's going to be weird for Sam to find out. He's going to find out, even though he doesn't find out from the Archmaester. Mm-hmm. We're back at Dragonstone in the next scene in Varys signs for King John's FedEx package. He opens it and repackages it like he's my brother. <laughs> And uh, Tyrion's like, well, what does it say? He's like, it's for the King of the North. (laughs) And and he's like, well, what does it say? He's like, nothing good. Exactly. So Varys is reading people's mail. Federal offense. And it it did have some good stuff in here. It had the fact that Arya and Bran were alive, but he just didn't care about that. He's like, all he cared about was the, the, you know, the the Night King was coming. So he just skipped all that and was like, nothing good. Like, motherfucker, there was some good in there. Yeah. And as close as him and Arya were... I'm surprised he wasn't a little more happy about that. Well, I think it's only because he's so worried about the Night King. You know, the Night King got him shook. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is shook. Yeah, he definitely so, is. So I think that was just, like, he was happy for, like, two seconds. You know, he really couldn't show it because it, it was followed up with, oh, 
oh yeah, Bran and Arya is here, but uh, the Night King is on his way, and it was like, oh, you know. And then of course Tyrion suggests catching a zombie to convince Cersei that uh you know the threat from beyond the wall is serious. I'm thinking Cersei's not going to care after her third cup of wine by nine a.m. She's just not going to give it to him. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't think Cersei's gonna really gonna give a fuck. Like this sounds like a crazy ass mission to me. She's just not gonna care. But one one thing good about it though is that everything is like on fast forward now because you know. Mm-hmm. In previous previous seasons, like if this happened, if this mission had they it taken this season, it would have been a se- at, at least at least a season. I could see it taking two seasons to do this mission. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Game of Game of Thrones is kind of like we're trying to get this shit over with now. We know you've been watching it for seven years, right? Like, all right, we're trying to wrap up so we can do something else. Yeah, so we can do and, the spinoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Make some new money. <laughs> you know, John is like, hey, y'all not going to join me? Then I'll just go. And, of course, Daenerys, who, who's thinking she's, you know, big time, uh, I haven't given you permission to leave. No. And, uh, bitch, I'm Excuse- a king. I don't need your damn permission. Have you ever played chess? Right. You protect me, bitch. It ain't the other way around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, John, I will no longer call Daenerys the unburnt because you burnt her right there. <laughs> we head to king's landing and gargamel is sneaking down the hallway as jamie walks in to see cersei i don't trust gargamel kyburn he's, he's sneaky man oh well yeah <laughs> he's sneaky he's but sneaky. jamie walks in there and tries to tell cersei hey this is not a war that we can win we lost a lot of men she was like how many did we lose jamie was like uh all of them <laughs> Because the ones that didn't get killed, they bend the knee. They switched yeah, teams. We so lost most of them. We lost all of them, pretty much. <laughs> and she's like, well, that's okay. We'll just buy some more soldiers, and we, we'll just replenish. I mean, they won't be as good as our... And Jamie's like, look, no. you don't understand. Mm-mm. These niggas <laughs> like to fight. <laughs> I don't see nobody that could beat them on, on a battlefield. It's sport to them. Like This is what they would rather do than eat or have bitches right they like it yeah that's why they like it and i was like wow and so cersei's like so what do you want me to do you know like we fight and submit or we die and submit either way and jamie was on jamie was on that kick like what what like what are we fighting for like you know that he's been on this kick for a while like the kids are all gone like it's just us left. We don't have any legacy. We don't have any. What what are we fighting for? Let's just bend the knee already and get this shit over with. Like, what's the point? Uh, Cersei, she's like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. She's like, I don't. I know my choice. Like, I'm. I'm gonna die either way. Then I'm at least die fighting, is what she says. And then Jamie gives her the information that the Queen of Thorns killed Joffrey, and Cersei's pissed. She's like, oh really? Uh-huh. She should have died screaming then. Right. Like you gave her this little poison. And I don't think she believed it until Jamie broke it down. Like, hey, who would you rather have your daughter marry, Joffrey or, or Tommen? Tommen? Who's easier to control? Right. Because Marjorie had Tommen sprung. He said, I don't ever want to leave this room. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, I just want to do this all the time. <laughs> that was that was, that was was one of the great scenes. Like, I just want to stay in the room. I don't ever want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Next, Bronn brings Jamie down to the skull room to have a secret meeting with Tyrion. And this was kind of a moment. I mean, Jamie did say he was going to kill Tyrion the next time he saw him. He did say that. 
And, you know, he even told Tyrion, he's like, well, you better get to hacking away with that wooden sword. It's going to take a while. <laughs> and now that Jamie knows that he didn't do it, I guess he kind of was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Right. He hated me because of what I am. He hated me. What is that? What did, what he, because you're a dwarf? And something else. Yeah, that's conjecture. <laughs> He hated him because of what he is and who he probably I think I think Tywin suspected. I don't think he knows for sure that uh that Tyrion is a Targaryen, mm-hmm. but I think he suspects that the Mad King got in that ass and well, uh, they know, well they know the Mad King called his wife Joanna Lannister to his quarters often. Right. Exactly, but yeah. So, so I, I don't know. You know what that, else is after that? And that exactly course, that explains why that uh, you know. In addition to Tyrion being a, a, a dwarf, he's also the bastard child of his enemy. So that gives him plenty of reason to to hate Tyrion. Yeah, I, I mean, and based on Tywin and the Mad King's relationship, I could see that happening because the Mad King also made Jaime one of the King's guards, so he wouldn't have an heir. I mean, he did a lot of passive aggressive shit yeah to tywin right because he was he was jealous you know insecure about how people said tywin basically ran the kingdom not the mad king right and he like that that's like you know dino's boss they say you know you run the office your boss gonna make sure you don't get no raise make sure you don't get no good parking spot do a bunch of little petty shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm so Tyrion kind of tries to broker hey like let's stop fighting Daenerys doesn't want to fight anymore. Let's 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 have a ceasefire, an armistice. And he's like, okay, I'll I'll see what I can do. Upstairs, Gargamel once again with his sneaky ass tells Cersei about Jaime and Tyrion's meeting. So she already knows. Yes, she's just waiting to see if Jaime's going to tell her about it. And I'm worried about something she says. Are you going to punish Bronn? Yes, that is something she said. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that she's already sent Gargamel to capture Bronn and put him in a cage next to the Sand Snakes. Mm, interesting. Which may, you know, be good for the Sand Snakes. Bronn kind of owes them one. Yep, he does. Cersei's like, hey, never betray me again. Like, this is the damn Godfather. And then she tells Jamie, we're the only two that matter, but we got to win this for our child. Because she's pregnant. Seven hells. Except I think she's lying. I mean, Jamie been eating that fermented crab, so you never know. I think he's, yeah, you never know. But I think she's just doing that to control him because she's pretty old. Elena said like five years ago that she was headed for the change if she hadn't hit it already. And that was when <laughs> back when her and Tywin was negotiating the the marriages and whatnot and Tywin was bragging on my daughter is the most beautiful in the seven kingdoms and she's and then uh, Elena's like she's old and Tywin's like what what and she's like yeah the bitch is old Tywin she headed for the change she only got, <laughs> she only got two <laughs> so and I'm thinking man I can't believe in dragons and people rising from the dead and white walkers but there's no part of me that believes Cersei cannot drink for nine months while she's pregnant I just <laughs> I mean this whole trap a nigga thing with pregnancy is this in Westeros yep thought this was thought this was only in America <laughs> uh, she's trying to control him because see that gives Jamie something to fight for 
Oh, yeah. like, oh, we do have an heir. We do have a legacy. We do have a reason to fight and somebody to leave this to. Yeah. She's been manip- manipulating Jamie her whole life. But I think if Jamie's smart, he gets Bron to go down the door and get some of that plan B ASAP. He does not <laughs> want to be caught up with that. You don't want, you don't want to be an uncle father at 45, man. You just don't, man. Yeah, well, just, he's all like, who are we going to say is the father? She was like, you. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to tell everybody this time. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding it anymore. No more pretending. <laughs> She's just playing Diana Ross. I'm coming out. <laughs> and then we go to my favorite place in King's Landing, Flea Bottom. Because <laughs> I figure if I, if I was on this show, that's where I'd hang out. In Flea yeah, Bottom. that's the ghetto. Yeah. And my boy Gendry, he's back. And he's Gendry's back. Like, Fuck all this Game of Thrones shit. The hell with this. He went and got a job. Went down the unemployment office, got him a job, said, I got some skills, went and got a gig. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I mean, Gendry, man, he's back. He rode so long, he turned into Christian Bale. Yeah, even man, even, I, even Davos was making rowing jokes. Yeah, everybody was like, hey. I'm, but I guess from Dragonstone to King's Landing isn't that far of a, a trip. Because where the hell else was he going to go? Nope. He wasn't going to row across the narrow sea to... <laughs> to the Essos. Right. At least he'd go back to what he knows and lay low and make weapons for the Lannisters. Exactly. But the funny thing about Gendry is he had a go bag. He he was ready to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand he's a, he's a Baratheon and they're they're impulsive and stubborn, but he was every day he'd been coming to work bringing his backpack like sooner or later I'm leaving here. Like I'm running away. Yep. <laughs> and and if it was just give him the proper opportunity to leave and nothing and sir davos talking about the wait for the next i mean what is he talking about like yes nothing fucks you i mean he must know but (laughs) fan service he has a warhammer like his father yes and i said he's said you're gonna bring a sword nah i like to hit people in the head with hammers and shit like that (laughs) right so they try to get out of there, and Davis Davos smuggler ship. I gotta believe his ship is named Live Forever because he he's just good at surviving. He's good at surviving and, and telling everybody that he can't fight. <laughs> He'll tell a motherfucker in a minute. I can't fight in a minute. Like don't count on me. Don't count and on the me. the police come. Well, the kind of the police of King's Landing. They come down there and, and you know, Davos, he's like, man, I'm going to try to bribe y'all. Give y'all a couple of gold dragons. They're like, man, it's 15 now. It's like, damn, I ain't got that kind of money. So he becomes Sir Davos, the Viagra Knight. Yeah. We learn that fermented crab, if your erection lasts longer than four hours, please consult your maester. <laughs> fermented crab will make your shit rock hard. <laughs> I didn't know that, man. I I bought a bag of crab earlier this morning. I was ready to go. <laughs> but of course, Tyrion comes down the hill. I don't know why Tyrion isn't wearing like a hood or a mask or or anything. He he has to be the most famous criminal in King's Landing. Yes. Yeah. And of course, the gold cloaks say, "Hey, aren't you?" They kind of figure it out. Like, but, "Hey, we, you're you're wanted." Yeah, we were looking for a, a dwarf to look just like you. Few years back, (laughs) 
But my boy Gendry hit him with the Stanley Burrell. They put me in the mix. Oh, they put me in the mix. Hit him with the hammer. Oh, yeah. So I was good. Like, he knocked him out. And I, I like that, man. Please hammer. Like don't hurt him. Yeah, hit him with the hammer. And that was a nice homage to his father who was killing people with war hammers. So they head back to Dragonstone. And, of course, Gendry's name is Clovis now, which is a very old-school black name, Clovis. Yes. Like a slave. That's a slave name. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, yes, sir, Matt. Clovis. Clovis. Uh, Clovis will bust up the shiffer road. Yes, sir, Clovis <laughs> <laughs> But he's a Baratheon, and he's like, I ain't no damn Clovis. How you doing? I'm Gendry, King Robert's bastard son, John. Yep. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. And they kind of talk to each other like Ned and Robert talk to each other. Like, oh, you're short. Oh, you're fat. Oh, you're taller. You know, yep. kind of just throwing insults, but then kind of laughing them off. Exactly. So last year we had the Battle of the Bastards. This year we have the Bromance of the Bastards. Yeah. But the crazy thing is Gendry's real father, Robert, killed John's real father, Rhaegar. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, if that ever comes out. Because I was when I was watching, I was like, wonder if they really, they might have beef down the road, but probably not. No, I mean, if you, if you think about it, almost everybody has got an issue with everybody, right? Because yeah, everybody's done something to somebody. I mean, like like when uh, Davos and Tyrion ended up on the beach, Davos was talking about last time I was here. You was you know throwing drag wildfire at me, you know. <laughs> yeah, you killed my son. I thought he was gonna drown his little ass right there on the beach when he said it. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to take it as like it was business, nothing personal. Because the way people switch sides and, you know, your your leader dies and you have to take up with somebody else. I mean, it's, you know, that's just how it is. And I will say about this episode, Davos had some of the best lines of this. I mean, he always has some really pragmatic lines. But he says it's better to be a coward for a minute than dead for the rest of your life. Which yeah. I know Theon Greyjoy is like, yes, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> that's, that is like, I live by that. <laughs> yeah, that's my creed. That is my. That tattooed on my back. That's on his signia. That should be his last words. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and Davos was like, no one listen to me. I just, I've just been, I just made it to an old age. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me you know because they're all like hey we're getting ready to go fight and he's like oh, i don't know if that's a good idea <laughs> we go back to the citadel where your favorite your girl sam and gilly are in study hall reading for a class later yes and gilly you know she's she's still hooked on those phonics so some words are still tough for her mm-hmm. but she's like prince ragger <laughs> right prince ragger was annulled and remarried and dorn and I mean, Gilly could have found John's lineage, maybe Tyrion's lineage, maybe the Night King DMV record if she kept reading. But Sam was like, shut up. <laughs> don't care how many shits Maester somebody took and how many steps he took. <laughs> you know how you're watching a game sometimes and your woman just won't leave you alone and you don't hear nothing. You just wanted to be quiet. And I felt bad for Sam because if he could have just listened for a little longer he would have heard something very important. Right. Because she was, you know, she was just trying to help out. You know, she doesn't know she's annoying you. Yeah. You know, she can't read that good. She's just bored, you know, and you know, <laughs> probably trying to keep her mind off the fact that her baby is still the same size after five, six years. Oh, don't worry. His 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 cousins are coming to get him. 
That baby white walker is a problem. I don't, I don't trust him. <laughs> you think that has something to do with why he's still the same size? after? Yeah, because they ain't hit him with that ice. <laughs> Seriously, though, like nobody talks about that. Like baby Sam is still an infant, and it's been like six years. Don't worry. His brothers and cousins are coming on their little dead horses. They're going to touch him, and he's going to grow into an ice zombie and be fine. It's like, how retarded is this kid? He can't walk. He still he, he can't do anything. Still, yeah, he's a white walker. <laughs> he's not a white walker. He's a, more like a white crawler, or you know, white he sitter. He's gonna end up taking over the Seven Kingdoms because they done brought his ass to Westeros <laughs> and let him see the Reach and the Westerlands and Dragon, and he's gonna know everything. And when he turns to a white walker, he's gonna take over. <laughs> he be like, I grew up in Westeros. Let's go get it. <laughs> Now, Sam quits grad school the same day he could have learned that he's Lord Tarly. So, and did you notice that Sam steals something? Wait, though. Wait, though. Wait, been? wait. Yeah, he does. He, that's true. He does. I, I hadn't noticed that, but you're absolutely right about that. He stole the sword from his daddy, and now he's stealing books from the Citadel. <laughs> Dragon glass. The, he, yeah. He's a thief. <laughs> he takes souvenirs. But wait, though. Uh we we didn't go into let's 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 break down the the bomb that they dropped and explain it to the people because a lot of people out there didn't get that and the significance of it. We kind of talked around it. Okay. What what uh, Gilly stumbled across? Gilly stumbled across some information that basically breaks down the whole story that the Dragon Prince Prince Rhaegar, who is Daenerys's older brother, right, who was the heir to the throne, had his marriage annulled. And married another woman in Dorne. Exactly. Now, Ned found his sister, Lyanna, in Dorne, where John was born, at the Tower of Joy. Yes. Lyanna Stark. I question how, how you can have your marriage annulled when you've consummated and had two children. But, basically, Rhaegar got an annulment and married Lyanna Stark. Right. Well, what's the, you know, who can, semantics, the annulment, divorce, whatever. Basically, he unmarried the one wife and married the new wife. Exactly, which makes John a legitimate prince and heir to the Iron the Throne. Iron throne. Even, even ahead of his aunt, Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, John is no longer a bastard based on that information. And hopefully Sam brought that book with him, or hopefully Gilly snagged it so that he can read that information later when he gets back to Horn Hill. Yeah, I'm thinking that's one of the, I'm thinking that's in their stash of stuff that they stole before they left. I mean, their Uber is ready, and Tarly's going to have lots of library fines for stealing those sacred skulls. But, I mean, it's all good. Can I shout out to Gilly? She is definitely one of the people on this show that is on on the come up. Why? Because she's went from illiterate father fucker oh. to Lady of Horn Hill in three years. <laughs> well, I don't know about how she the Lady of Horn Hill. Because he's he's the Lord of Horn Hill. He's the oldest son. He's not the Lord of Horn Hill. He's a he's he t- he pledged the the Night's Watch, which means you can't. None of that shit, of that shit matters no more. S- since now, when? Gonna let him, they're gonna let him out his vows. You know, he's got somebody got to keep their house going. Well, until that, yeah, okay, I agree that that could happen, that that probably will happen. But until then, he's not the Lord of anything. He's still a member of the Night's Watch. 
I'm still going to give props to Gilly because <laughs> I mean, she was sleeping in a bed with about seven of her sisters, hoping that daddy didn't pick her tonight. So all of a sudden, she's going to have servants and live in a castle and get pretty dresses and taking baths and stuff. I mean, she's, she's, she's definitely on the fast track, man. Yeah, and then, you know, she's been taking all those home study classes, those internet, uh, got her internet yeah. degree and all that, her internet high school diploma. University of Phoenix, I mean, she's in there. Yeah, so I, I give her Go props, too. Go back to Winterfell now, and Sansa's defending John. I, I, like no, she's not defending him at all. Well, I was going to say Sansa's <laughs> defending John like Trump does gays at a meeting with the Lord. Just okay. not very convincing and not yeah. very passionately. There you go. That's okay. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> That's true. She's kind of like, hmm, and hmm, and hmm. And Arya, who's never been that close to Sansa, kind of accuses her of being superficial and wanting more power. She can kind of feel it. Like, you know, you, bitch, you like nice things. You're in mom and dad's room. You got your little fur and, you know, a little necklace. And you, you, you want to be, you want to be clean, don't you? Yeah. I can kind of see it. You're thinking it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Sansa's actions low key have been basically bearing witness to that from for quite a while now. Let's let's take let's take a recap of of, of uh, what Sansa's been up to lately. Besides running around emulating Cersei with her hairstyles and her actions and and admitting as much to John that she uh, admires Cersei, she's also going around. She's insisting that Arya call her Lady Stark now. She insists that Arya calls her. Arya kind of said it tongue in cheek, but she was like, "Yeah, bitch, you do call me Lady Stark." Right, exactly. Arya, exactly. Arya was kidding around, but Sansa was like, "Yep, damn right, that's what you call me," and then that's how Arya's been addressing her. But if you notice, Sansa has never shown John the respect of a king. Never. Now she she might she might say that she when talking to others she will say he is the king, but. She has never called him your grace. She has never called him king. She's never called him my lord. She's never shown him any kind of respect. She always at, talks to him like he's her brother. And, and that's it. Well, if you want to take it back further, Sansa, who is very close to her mother, Catelyn, never really liked John. She's not close to John. She doesn't even feel like John is really her brother. She's kind of like deals with John like, yeah, he's kind of around. And Sansa is because she's like her mother, is more like a southern lady than she is like a northerner. Arya, on the other hand, is much more like a northerner. So there's always been that princess versus the tomboy thing there. And Arya knows it. That's why, you know, you, you want to be like a southern politician. You don't care for the north. And you don't support John because the northerners love him. She can see it. You can feel it. Oh yeah, uh, and, yeah, and and oh, and let's not forget the whole uh, "I'm going south" thing. And Sansa is basically having a temper tantrum. No, you cannot go south. You're the king. They need you here. You can't be. You can't go south. And da da da. And then John goes, "But I'm gonna leave you in charge." And then she's like, "Oh, do you need a ride to the airport?" And then she was like, she was, she never said, never said anything about him going away after that. As soon as she found out that she was going to be in charge, she was like, oh, okay, I got you. I got this. Can somebody get him an Uber, please? Somebody can, can. Sansa, Sansa, Sansa <laughs> definitely wants to be in, Sansa definitely wants power. It, it's easy to see. And I think the interesting thing about the Sansa character, she's, if she ever gets in power and goes south, she'll probably be pretty good because she is from the north. 
but she she's kind of she relates well to the south and the north is a big part of ruling that area because like robert said the north is damn near as big as the whole kingdom yeah you gotta be able to you know have have some you know you gotta be able to be able to get some red states to win westeros (laughs) yeah like the north and last but not least let's not forget when john had the checker when she was you know contradicting him in front of all of the lords and whatever else and he was like look bitch stay in your place and she's like oh what i can't I now nah, I can't counsel. I can't talk to you. He's like, look, in private you can do that shit, but don't be contradicting me in front of my men. Yeah, and Sansa's had a tough time, man. She's had a lot of men really emotionally and mentally abuse her. So I see why she's a little, she's a little bitter. She she she's ready to do shit on her own. She's Fuck all that, but yeah, but she's gonna end up. Watch, she's gonna end up betraying John though, or and I think I think Arya's gonna end up killing Sansa. Really? Yeah. I don't see that. I do. But that'll be interesting. <laughs> I will wait and see. We only got two more episodes this year. That ain't gonna happen this year. No, I don't think it's gonna happen this year. But I, I, I do think that Sansa, that Arya might end up killing Sansa. Yeah, I think, I think more so that Sansa may start a whole new regime, a whole new dynasty after John and everybody else die. I think John and Arya and everybody are gonna die fighting the White Walkers. I think Arya will be the only one left, <laughs> and Bran will be in a tree somewhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Now, Arya's running around acting like she's fresh out of prison, stalking people and breaking an entry, you know, following Littlefinger around. But this is the problem. Arya may have assassin training, but Littlefinger has been standing in corners for two seasons now. And I think he's setting her up. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think he's trying to put uh, he's trying to put Sansa and Arya against each other. Oh, he's he can feel it. He can feel that there's tension. Yeah. So he's like, let me go ahead and drive this wedge a little further. Right. And the scroll that he hid that Arya found was the letter that Cersei forced Sansa to write. Yes. When to she he forced her to write it to Rob right after Ned was executed. Exactly. Remember telling Rob to bend the knee. Mm-hmm. And when Arya reads that, she's going to be like, "Oh, you bet you, you're a traitor." Right. It should be interesting to see in these next two episodes what happens, or if Arya is slick enough. I wonder why Arya doesn't take a face and just you know talk to Littlefinger straight up. Because Littlefinger is a liar and a manipulator, so it doesn't even if he takes a face, it doesn't guarantee that he's she's going to get the truth out of him or what he's really up to. He, Littlefinger's not going to do that. He's not going to you know show his hand to to anybody. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. But yeah, that was I was kind of cool, and I was thinking like. Arya, you're pretty much in plain sight. I mean, I think he can see you. It wasn't like she was ducking behind corners or, you know, up in the rafters. She was just kind of standing right there in front of him. She's the worst hiding seat player in in Winterfell. Well, at, at what point do you mean? You mean before he before she when, went into the room? She, or? Yeah, when she was following him, she was in plain sight. She wasn't really hiding that hard from him. Well, I don't know. He, I don't think he didn't spot her except they. I think he did. I think he spotted her the whole time. Well, I don't think he spotted her. I just think he knew she was there, but I don't think he actually spotted her. I just remember in, in King's Landing when Littlefinger said to Varys, uh, I haven't seen you in a while. He said, oh, the last time you seen me or the last time I saw you. He, so he's used to like looking over his shoulder, you know, when, like when I'm driving in, and the police are behind me. He, he's, he's used to it. Okay. We head to Eastwatch. <laughs> Finally, John gets up there, and John's moving real fast this season. I mean, he's moving fast, but they get up to Eastwatch, and the alt-white quest continues. 
And of course, my boy Tormin, who I love, says, "Hey, did y'all bring Brienne?" <laughs> right. <laughs> this is all we brought. He's like, y'all didn't bring the big woman. <laughs> man, I've been up at this castle for weeks, man. I want. I am. I'm lonely. <laughs> John even had to laugh. We looked at him. He laughed. He's like, man, this dude. <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of interesting. You were made the point before how everybody has animosity with everybody else. Yes. So, this is like a group of white guys with animosity towards each other. So I'm wondering, is this the wall or is this Charlottesville? Because everybody's fighting everybody. And it's white on white violence. Like Gendry has a problem with Thoreau Samir and Barrick because they sold him to Melisandre. And, you know, the Hound has an issue with, with who does he have an issue with, with, Jorah and everybody has an issue with everybody. <laughs> right. You know, Davos has an issue with such and such. So it's just going back and forth. But they got to put all their things aside so that they can become the East Watch All Stars. John, Davos, Jorah, Tormund, the Hound, Thoros, Beric, and Gendry. They're like all a, going out there. They're like a, a medieval Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the un. The, what's that movie? The the unbreakable, the unpredictables, what was Sylvester Stallone, what's that called? The Oh, Expendables. Um, the Expendables, there it is. That's what they're like, the Expendables. <laughs> and my boy Thoral Samir, he's like kind of pissed. He's like, man, I, I don't know how I wandered into a dry county, but there's no liquor here. <laughs> he even said it. He said, how are you doing? He's like, man, struggling. There ain't no liquor here. Right. <laughs> And Jorah and Thoros have history because they were the first two guys to uh, sack the Iron Islands when the Iron Irons rebelled against King Robert. So they know each other really well from that. That's that's book shit. And they open the gate and they head out into the cold, cold, cold north. Looks like Minnesota back when I used to live there. And as they're walking past the wall, I just felt like Jesus should have started playing. (laughs) <laughs> dum, 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 dum. I was like man and that's pretty much it for this episode that is it Eastwatch which wasn't an action packed episode no it was kind of like that the eye of the hurricane it's like okay we had some action now we get a little calm getting ready for some big action next week right right I think uh, we get like an extra 15 minutes to these last two episodes I got a feeling this episode next week is going to be the best episode of this season. And we've had some good episodes this season. Oh, yeah. I think this was probably the, the slowest, but still, you know, it was still a good episode. You, you need to set up stuff. You need to. Right. I got a feeling like, because Hard Home was one of the best episodes ever. And I feel like this episode is going to be Hard Home-like, but better. Yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be good. That's, that's a hell of a crew right there, though. That little motley crew. That's yeah. that's a hell of a crew. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have to tangle with those motherfuckers. But I only think three of them are coming back. Yeah. Wow. I think I think it's a great setup to knock off some characters and tug at some heartstrings. <laughs> I think four of them are going down. Yeah. Except except for Davos, because I don't think he's going. He's going to stay at East Watch and you know cook soup or something like that. Yeah. Davos is not not yeah. He's not going north of the wall. <laughs> he's not going. Yeah, no, nah, he's, not, he's going. not going. He's not going. <laughs> he's not going. We all know that. Dallas yeah. is not going. Not going. And some, it's time for Littlefinger to go. I need him to. I think I, I'm ready for Littlefinger to be dead. I don't. I don't need to see Littlefinger in the last season. I need him gone. 
because it's starting to like not like nobody trusts him, nobody likes him, and he's still wandering around fucking up with just you know meddling and shit, whatever. It's like it's time for him. It's time for somebody to read one of the messages on the server or for Brand to drop some knowledge that he some something. It's time for something to come to light and somebody to clean his clock and, and put it into him. The, his big issue is his obsession with with Cat and now Santa is going to bring him down. Because if he was smart, he would he would have told Santa, hey, I got to go, and went back to the veil. Yeah. And laid low until he had a, a better angle. But he really wants Santa. And you know how that is. Sometimes you just want that cookie, man. You can't let it go. No, 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 no. That's not what he, – he doesn't want Santa for a cookie. Because like I said, like I keep saying – He's in love with Sansa. He is, but he's he is in love with Sansa, but he's not. He's more in love with with uh, his obsession of trying to get to the Iron Throne. That's his number one love because he could have had Sansa. He had her. He had her when she was vulnerable, when she looked up to him, when she liked him. It damn near was uh, had some love for him. That was the time when that's the time romantic. No, no, no. She was not romantic, but. He was her best option at one time. He had not done any. He had not done um, uh, like any dirt to her. He had basically been a savior to her. He had been kind to her. She didn't know what a, a snake he was. That would have been the time for him to make a move on her, and he could have had her, but he didn't because you know what? Because Sansa was nothing at the time. She was nothing. I'm telling you. The, and but now, but now. That she had now, she is like one Jon Snow away from the whole North, and it's a good chance that Jon Snow is not going to come back from this mission. Then it's like, oh, now he wants Sansa because Sansa is the the next best chess piece to take. That's why he wants Sansa, not because he's so in love with her. Fuck that, Littlefinger ain't in love with nobody like that. That is not what he is about. This this is where I disagree. Littlefinger has always been in love with Catelyn Stark. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck that. I don't care. Emotional connections are not rational. So you're thinking rationally. When a man is emotionally invested in something, he's not. He he's not. Wrestling. Well, then why he's didn't why didn't he make a why didn't he make a for him to stay? He it's no not no for him to stay in Winterfell. He could. All. I know it's not. I no know it's not. Him in Winterfell. He's not from the north. No one trusts him. It is strictly because he is in love with. Sansa. No, it is not strictly in love. That's he's why in love with her mother. You just he's in love with her mother. You just you so, just and since he can't have the mother, he wants the daughter. Who doesn't? If you can't have the eighty-five Porsche, why not get the ninety-five Porsche? You just saw him do some uh, uh, some sneaky, underhanded stuff with 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 Arya, right? That that's motive, right? That's not just about Sansa or him trying to get Sansa. That has nothing to do with him trying to get Sansa. So how can you say that his all only motive for him to be there because, is because he's in love with Sansa? Because, because all of his motivation, his whole life has been to get one of the Tully girls. And he couldn't get one of them, but he might be able to get their daughter. No. It is an irrational, emotional no. plan. I, no, because if, if that's all it was about, he could have did it way back when he, was in, when, when he had Sansa in the veil before he gave her to Ramsey Snow. If he loved her like that so much, he would not have given her to Ramsey Snow. Oh, yeah, he would have. No, he, he wouldn't have. He wants, her to, he wants her to love him. No, no. He wants to be reciprocated. No. This is ridiculous. I can't believe that you're going out like this. 
I'm serious. <laughs> I've read, I mean, the books basically break down how infatuated and in love. He almost got killed for Brandon Stark over Cat. He knew he couldn't fight Brandon Stark. See, that's, what's, that's what's wrong with you book readers. Y'all, y'all go too much off of what y'all read, but not seeing what the, what the show is doing, well, something different. based on the book. Yes, it is, but it takes some different turns. It does it not. It takes some different turns. And his, you can't give me one rational reason why he should stay in the North when he's the Lord of the Vale. I just told you. Lord of I just told you. He's and there. He's, and he's safe in the Vale. He is right. doing he's some safe. He's doing some sneaky low-down stuff, and he's trying to drive a wedge between Sansa and Arya. For what? So he can get closer what? to the Iron Throne. No, so he can get closer to Sansa. No. See, I think you're... Yes, close, yes, yes, like yes, yes. No, I agree. He wants to get close to Sansa because now Sansa is closer to... Will get him closer to the Iron Throne. Not yes, yes. He does love her. Yes, he does want her. But it's not strictly about that. It's all the the end game is the reason why it gets him closer to the Iron Throne. Sansa is. He's even said even you even you're saying he's even said on the show that he wants her as his wife like he wants her as his queen. I don't care. He just gave her. He just gave her to Ramsay. He just gave her to Ramsey. He said that on the show. You're going to throw that out that he said on the show. You're going to throw out that he gave her to another man? You're going to throw that out? He gave her to another man. He was just trying to. He, that was his <laughs> leverage. He's trying to get control of Winterfell. And he didn't know Ramsey was all fucked up. He didn't. I'm not talking he about that. At the heart he knew he was another man. At the tree. He knew it was another man. He <laughs> I mean, that was whatever. He told her at the tree that he wanted to be king and, and his life's goal was for her to be his queen at his side. That's what it is. Otherwise, he'd leave. He's got enough pieces to manipulate Cersei into something. That's bullshit. He's got the veil in, in the Riverlands, basically. Yeah, and that's not enough to get him to Iron the Throne. He wants the North. He wants the North. The veil, he couldn't even want the North back He wants the North. That's why he wants Sansa, because that will give him the North. The North and the Veil. You can't make you can't make people see the truth. And they even said they've it's been said before the North and the Veil together will take they take Westeros. They done it before and they could do it again. And that's what his plan is. Yeah, that is what that's what his plan is. That's why he wants Sansa. If he was so in love with the same Sansa, he would not have. I'm saying again and again, a man that's so in love with a, a woman don't give her to another man. If if that's his primary motive. He gave her to her because it got him closer to the Iron Throne. What is little, what is Littlefinger by profession? I'm a pimp. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A brothel owner. He, so, yeah, you give a bitch away. So, you, like, were you backing up? You backing up my argument that he will do whatever to, to further his own means. That is, that's yeah. more about that than love. That's I my think, argument. Think, you can't have it both I ways. Think, oh, I think, I think plenty <laughs> of people have a dichotomy in their minds. <sighs> <laughs> I think I think he is in love with Sansa, and that's why he's stuck around so much. Because, but there are times where he'll go back to his pimp mode. Pimps love they bottom bitch; they still pimp her out. Well, that's all I'm saying. I never said he didn't love Sansa. I'm just arguing that that's not his primary motivation for anything. Love is not his primary motivation for anything. He is still in the north because he is trying to win Sansa. No, he is still in the north yes. because he's trying to win Sansa to win the north. There's a difference. Well, it, it fits. It fits. Both things fit his agenda. His infatuation with Sansa and right. his power play. Right, but... But he's fucked either way because he don't got no dragons. <laughs> well, that, that we agree on. 
you know, if he's smart, he'd be down there talking to Daenerys, trying to get it, get him, you know, some allies. And hey, I got the Knights of the Vale. You roll with me, and then figure out a way to steal their dragons or something. But he he's blinded by that red snatch. No, he's not. Once that red no, box, he's baby, not. Just no. like when you get a DVD, he wants the red box. No, that is not. That is not. That is not it. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, clearly. Because I'm telling you, this dude is—he's crazy about Tullys, and she's a Tully. Even though she's a Stark, she's like she looks like a Tully. She acts like a Tully. Bangs lights out. Loves Sansa. Loves Catelyn. If if Sansa has a daughter, he try to rape her. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. It ain't just about Tullys either, because he had a Tully, and he could care less about her. He fucking didn't he kill her? He killed her. Yeah, and and they kind of and that's one part of the TV show that kind of I'm, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't take some more details from the book because when he pushed Lysa out the moon door on the TV show, mm. he just pushed her out over Sansa. But in the book, he pushes her out and he says the only person I've ever loved is Cat, and then he pushes her out the hole. So they took that piece out of the TV. Show. I thought he did that. No, he didn't say it. He didn't. He, it, no, it was over Sansa on the TV show. In the book, it was like I only loved Cat, and then threw that bitch out the door. I thought until like LeBron. I thought he said that. Yeah, uh, up until no, that's when they that that episode is when they started changing stuff a little bit because I remember like, oh, that's kind of crazy. They didn't do the only Cat part, which kind of shows his motivation all the time. Mm, nah. Anyway, what's your quote of the week, man? We could argue about My- that. <laughs> He, he wants that. He wants that red box, baby. Nothing fucks you like time. Nothing fucks you like time. Sir Davos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that was that was a good one. Davos had a lot of good good quotes. He did. What what's what's I yours? I kind of like the Maesters talking about magic birds talking to cripples. That was kind of a good quote. <laughs> that that was kind of funny to me. But I think my quote of the week was, "You always like nice things." Made you feel like you were better than everybody. Okay. From Arya to Sansa, yeah. Superficial people get on my nerves, and I thought that was a great quote. So people that are always trying to, oh man, I got the new Jordans. Yeah, you think you're better than me, man? I got these, these Converse, man. Yeah. I got these Pro Kids. I don't mean shit, homie. Okay, kill of the week. What you got? Uh, there ain't no kills, man. Yes, there are. Well, oh, 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 my kill of the week is definitely MC Hammer Baratheon banging gold cloaks on the shore with the super hammer okay please hammer don't hurt him yeah hammer. okay well i have to take the the only other kill which was the where uh sam's uh father and brother were getting burned alive by dragon that was nice uh i was even though i was low-key kind of hoping that he would get sent to the wall just for uh poetic justice since he sent his son uh to the wall i kind of wanted to see him get sent to the wall but I'll take him being burnt to a crisp. Well, he said, bitch, you can't send me to the wall. You ain't my queen. Yeah, I heard what he said. <laughs> There's another quote that I thought was good in there that was kind of a Tarly. When uh, Sam left and he said, I'm tired of reading about the accomplishments of better men. Yeah. I thought that was a great quote because that's what his father, father said. said yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but man. Mine is still Arya. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for this week. So we will see you guys all here in Westeros again next week. And the knee. So for Lord Latone Hart, I'm King Dino Red. Holla at your boy. Peace.
TARDIS. Finish him! You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.